this week's Merge Conflict, we talk about the Pokemon generation and how to exactly catch them all, dragons, and of course, what exactly is augmented reality. All this and more on this week's Merge Conflict. James, there's something new on the internet. It's big. It's taking up my entire Twitter stream. And no, it's not my app. It's something else called Pokemon Go. It's augmented reality on pretty much every phone, every tablet. And it seems like everyone's doing it. Have you heard of it? You mean Pogo? Pogo. Pogo. No, Pogo no, action? No, I said Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. You gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Um, Are yes, you a millennial? Let, let's cover this first. Are you a millennial? Well, define millennial because I was born in 1986. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, you're there. You're there. I just uh, turned 30. I think I was reading on Wikipedia the cutoff was 1983, but under some circumstances, 1980 can even count. So I, I'm not a millennial. Well, so I grow. I grew up in. I'm. I'm like barely a millennial. I think. I think, I think that right. I try to be a cool kid, right? I got the Twitters, I got the LinkedIn, I got the Facebooks. I don't know if LinkedIn's cool, but it's I not. got the Pogo. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's hard because whenever I hear, I think millennials now, I almost think of like teens, like p- kids in their 19s and 20s, like these are the millennials. Mm-hmm. But I like to just be called the Pokemon generation. Oh, well, that's fair. That's very fitting. Is, is that something new? Have you just recently adopted it or did you? I uh, just recently, I saw a tweet. I, I don't know if it was from Hanselman or something that Hanselman retweeted, but someone was saying that. It's like, don't call us the millennial generation, call us the Pokemon generation. It's true. I grew up with Pokemon. It's like 25 years old now. Um, I, I remember getting my first Game Boy and I got it for Pokemon. Like I got it for Pokemon. I logged 60 plus hours that's into fantastic. Pokemon Blue. I got a Game Boy so I could play Link, but we didn't have little cute fuzzy animals to collect. We were mostly just kind of murdering things. Oh. It was a different age. It was a different age. Yeah. Yeah. But it was um, it was a different time back then. You know, it was like these 8-bit graphics. I mean, I remember that game just playing for hours and just, you know, it's it's been a trend. I continue to buy the games, play the games. It's really evolved some mega evolutions too. Um, but what's interesting is this week, this, this week. is... This week, July, in July, whatever week. And, and it's probably the current week. You're listening week too. from the future. It's not this week. I promise. It's not this week. But there's so many people, like people that I never would have thought about talking about Pokemon or even knew what Pokemon was. It's all they're talking about. It is crazy. I love it. It's taking up my Twitter stream. And the part that I love the most about it is you're telling me it's only 1% of the game, but it's an augmented reality game. It's a video game that you play in the real world. It's a blend between the two. And that just has me so excited. It is what every Pokemon gamer has always wanted in life. And I was actually a field tester for this game. Is, is that right? Uh, except for it didn't work on my device because they, oh. up until two days ago, didn't support Android N. So, is Oh, well, uh, not too many people use it, so I guess that's all right. Yeah, but they support it now, so it's okay. So th- I had my first experience today. I went out and I Pokemon Go'd, Pogo'd for about um, an hour, which is pretty great. Um, and it's an augmented reality game. I think, I don't know if that's the hook of the game or what it yeah. is. Like, that's what I see everything, everyone talking about. But there are groups there are groups of hundreds and thousands of people getting together around an app or a game or an yeah. app game. 
I, I, I think that's the revolution or <laughs> revolution, what a word, but that's what's impressed me the most is seeing just the congregations of people in parks. I don't know what database they used. Maybe we should describe it a little bit. I, I actually don't have a good understanding of the game, but what I know is these Pokemon, which are little creatures, show up in public places. And it's your job as a human, I guess, to mm-hmm. go out and catch these little creatures because I guess we hate them or something. No, we love them. Oh, we love them. So we take them out of their environment and put them in our phones. Exactly. Is that about right? Well, so if, it, if you go back, it, the, the, the Pokemon Go follows the Pokemon games. Uh, essentially, you are a, 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 a kid or a, a man or a woman in the game that you pick. You pick whatever, whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And your quest is, is essentially to kind of level up all your Pokemon and become this like gym leader and, and kind of become a trainer. Everyone in the world, a Pokemon, if we go talk about the games, want to be a trainer. And these Pokemon live in different regions. So there's water Pokemon, there's, you know, different, there's ghost Pokemon, there's grass Pokemon. And these, they're, they're, they're called Pokemon because they're pocket monsters. That's, that's what it's um, after. And you can level them up, you can raise them, you can evolve them. Um, they get new abilities. And the idea here is that these Pokemon are all over the world. And they're everywhere in the physical world. Uh, in the games, there's specific regions and little like fictitious, essentially, you know, earth, if you will, that they're on. And so Pokemon or Poke Water or Water Pokemon will be near water and other ones will be in other regions and you might have some that are exclusive. But the idea of the game of Pokemon Go is that essentially it's not on a handheld anymore. It's not a Nintendo DS. It's on your iPhone or Android device. And these Pokemon are everywhere, just like you're saying, Frank. But they've really spiced it up in a different way, which is these things called Pokestops. And a Pokestop is a way for you to collect Pokeballs, but it brings you to um, destinations in the real world. So art installations or monuments or specific buildings and places. And, and it's really cool because you learn about the history of this art installation. So it's whatever database they're pulling from, probably the Ingress database, which we can talk about. But this is a Niantic game. And then you, once you get to a specific level, you can go to a Pokemon gym, which is a, which is like a big Pokestop where you can actually battle Pokemon with your Pokemon against other people. So Frank and I wanted to play, we're not battling against each other, but Frank would go to a gym, attempt to win who was ever there. And then his Pokemon would be there. Then I would battle you. There's no like trading or no battling of people right now, but that's, that's the game. No, that, that sounds safer, especially when you have a bunch of people in the park. You don't really want it to be uh, mano a mano, as they say. Uh, bad things could happen, isn't that? Yeah. Well, now, the, the augmented reason... part, though, is mm, capturing. Yeah. So that's and, the hook. And the hook is a bunch of people go out into a park. They use an augmented reality view of the game, which, what, shows you like a camera view of the world. So you see everything you would normally see out of your camera. But overlaid are these magical little creatures that somehow come into being. And what, they're walking around on the ground? Are they flying through the air? What kind of things do they do? Well, they're a little bit of both. Um, Essentially right now, I haven't gone to any gyms or saw how that part works, but I'm pretty sure that it's similar. So like a battle would occur in a a gym, so they would battle against each other. But when you're walking, a Pokemon may just pop up based on your GPS. And then literally it'll show up in front of you and it's trying to do some stuff and you try to fling a Pokeball at it. So it's, you hold the camera, like if you were taking a photo of someone, but a Pokemon is in front of you and it's moving around, you got to target it in the real world. And then you fling a Pokeball to try to capture it. And that's the augmented reality part. 
So I love this because I think this is the absolute confluence of everything that we get in a mobile app. It's taking advantage of the camera. It's taking advantage of the location sensor. It's social. It's accessing the internet. It's actually making you be mobile with your mobile device. So I've been in love with these things forever. And you had mentioned Ingress, which is a previous augmented reality game out on what iOS and Android probably both. And that one, that one's been pretty popular too. Have you played that? Yeah, I was a big Ingress um, follower when it first began. I fell out of it pretty early on. I would say I went went for a few weeks, but I had coworkers previously that would play it all the time. And Ingress, the idea was kind of a more of an alien um, X Files type theme. I would yeah, say it was sci-fi. It, it always felt to me like the programmers wrote it because it was very sci-fi. It was the kind of thing that tech nerds kind of love usually. Oh, and, and it had a cool story. The idea was that like these aliens or whatever, whoever was kind of placing these mm, portals, portals. Uh, in these art installations or monuments, uh, and then you would go and find them and you would try to battle them. But the, the thing is that Ingress didn't have augmented reality. It had all the parts of Pokemon Go without the augmented reality part. So you would have okay. the destinations on a map, you'd go to them, and you were battling to take over these regions. So two sides were fighting. But it didn't have the augmented reality. And I feel like that's all people are really talking about or tweeting about or, or, or there's been Bloomberg articles, there's been New York Times articles. And it's people are saying that Pokemon Go is the defining light, like what has proven augmented reality like is worth it. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good topic we could dive into. But since this is maybe a tiny bit of a developer's podcast, maybe we could... Uh, dive into defining augmented reality just so we make sure that we're all on the same page. Now, James and I, we, we started this kind of conversation before the podcast and we were arguing about the definition a tiny bit. So I'll, I'll go out on a limb and give my variation. For me, augmented reality is any time that you have a camera view of the world and then information overlaid on top of that view. It's a pretty broad uh, definition because you it includes things like the heads-up display that we have in our cars. It includes um, maybe even the Google Glass, things like that. What is augmented reality to you, James? Well, I think I have to keep my augmented reality definition in check and just agree with you. Because oh, okay, we're going to go there, huh? <laughs> well, the thing is, I tweeted one time that I just played with the HEC Vive and I thought that it blew the socks off of the HoloLens. And the HoloLens is, mm. they call it mixed reality. I like um, it. Because it's augmented reality, plus you can interact with those things in the real world because obviously you're not interacting with the Pokemon. You're, you, can, you could, in the HoloLens, pick up a coffee cup and it is mapping that real world to what the heads-up yeah. display is showing you. And I got a lot of grief over it, this tweet. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, over the use of the word mixed reality or what? Well, people were saying it, it's not apples to apples. They're saying that's an apple and an orange because okay, the HTC sure. Vive is VR yes. and yes. that's AR. So I, I threw this argument at you also, uh, mostly because I just bought an Oculus Rift. Uh, the distinction between virtual reality and augmented reality are kind of important to me. And let's dive into it a tiny bit. I think the defining characteristic is in virtual reality, we are trying to create a world of reality that's different from the one that you're in. I think we're trying to create maybe a better office environment, maybe, or a video game, a whole different planet you could be on. We're trying to 
take you from where you are to something else. Whereas augmented reality, I think we're trying to enhance the experience of being there. It's the Buddhist reality. <laughs> Do you go along with that? Will you buy into that? Yeah, and I think that that was kind of my issue that I had when I was playing with the HTC Vive is that how I was describing it was that it when I when I play with the Oculus, it is I'm sitting down and I'm looking left and right and forward, like I'm looking around. Okay, yeah, and you can you could hear me a little bit move my head around during what the speech, um, but with the HTC Vive, I literally am standing up inside of a room, and then the, the room is then transformed into a destination, like all yeah. around me. Yeah. And to me, what was interesting is that they had these wireless remotes and then there would be like a bow and arrow and I could pick up the bow and arrow and I could stretch it back with my hand and then it would fire. Yeah. Now, of course, it was still a virtualized world. So there wasn't anything real about it yeah. at all. And, and were you looking into the real world or at this point it had fully transformed into the virtual? World? You were always looking into a fully transformed world. Yeah. Yep, I, I've heard the similar things that the hand controllers really make the experience. Uh, the critique against the Oculus was it felt like you were watching a, another reality, whereas when you had the hand controllers with the Vive, you were actually participating in that reality. And I yeah, think exactly. maybe that's the sense you had there. And that's the problem. That was the distinction that I had. And I think that was my addiction, though, because mm -hmm. uh, I let um, like uh, I was at my friend Ben's house, who's a a game designer and artist. He's making this amazing game called Aztez and he had it on the Oculus and it's totally like you have a controller in your hand, but you're just battling. It's just 3D space. When yeah. he let me play the Vive or even Heather was playing the Vive, like you're in this um, like mm -hmm. Steam lab and there's this little robot dog. Okay. And this robot dog is aware of your presence of where you're at in the room as you walk, like you're walking around the room and the room is there. And then this dog, you can like pet it like you put your hand down and you're petting the dog and it's reacting. You're picking up something, you're throwing it. It is, it is following you. It, it was like, I was like, I was in the room and, and it's such an amazing feeling to have that. And, uh, and I was just blown away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to group that into virtual reality though, that it, it's very good virtual reality. It's taking full advantage of your human body and your sensory organs and your actuators, but it's still creating a virtual world. Whereas in something like Pokemon Go, your little pet dog would actually show up in your apartment. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't ever see your little pet dog, but once you get your uh, phone out and you get the camera going and you scan around the room, you'd find them there yipping away, probably hungry, probably biting your ankle or something like that. And I think that's the difference between augmented reality and virtual reality. But even then, it's blurring the difference because that's a virtual dog in the augmented world. But I mean, maybe maybe we should maybe we should be a little more flexible with these terms. Maybe I'm a little too rigid. Well, some things are so mixed, right? Because when you yeah. look at Pokemon Go, it's this mixing where the entire map on your phone when you're walking around is not the real world. It's like this overlay on a Google map. But then there's these Pokestops, which are clearly the physical world. Like you look up and there it is, and then the Pokemon is there. But the Pokemon doesn't really know about the physical world. Like I was catching a Psyduck or whatever, and it's clearly a water Pokemon and it was by the water, but it's just like floating in front of me, right? Yeah. It's not like it's aware that the ground is It didn't lower. run away from you or it didn't, or do they run away from you? And you know, I haven't had any, any, any issues yet. I think I'm still early on. I'm just like a level five mm -hmm. currently by the time, mm -hmm. you know, by the end of the month, I'll be like a level thousand, hopefully, you know, I'll keep playing nonstop. But 
I think that once you start battling, like that's where it really gets engaging, where you see these Pokemon battle in front of you. Uh, and I think that that is probably going to like blow my mind. So the other part I'm interested in is the social aspect. When you are out catching your little pokey creatures, uh, were there many people around you? Were they watching you? Were you talking to them? Um, n- not in this instance. I've been, I, I will say, because I don't have a car, so I, I walk everywhere, bike everywhere. I'm like, people have been playing it everywhere, like at You've bus noticed. stops, like everywhere that I can think. And I just see okay. tons of people. And I think what's interesting is maybe not my experience, but what I've been seeing online is, like in Boston, there was a group of like 200 people that were all in the commons, you know, c- catching Pokemon. You know, there's a group of people that went to the Google campus to like go like do that, you know, and go go and like it's getting people outside together in this social aspect. And that's what Ingress did too. For me, um, I was walking past a restaurant where there's outside seating and there's a Pokemon like right there. So I stopped in front of all these people <sighs> and I caught a Pokemon. I did not care. It was great. Um. And, uh, so you are the source of all the, uh, let's just say, pent-up aggression <laughs> occurring towards the Pokemon players. It's it's yeah. steaming. <laughs> well, there's a lot of controversy. I was watching PewDiePie on, yeah. on, on YouTube, and he had this great video of him going out and playing Pokemon Go. And he had his phone, and he was trying to catch a Pokemon, and some guy was walking by. And we're in this weird space where if you have your phone pointed at someone, they get suspicious. Yeah, a, a real problem with augmented reality. Yep. Yeah, but then the guy goes like five minutes later. He he's like he PewDiePie sees him and he's he's like playing Pokemon because he's like oh I'm just playing Pokemon whatever and he walks away and like they had downloaded it and signed up and now they're playing together which was so funny. Oh, okay, but, so the social uh, part's definitely working. I think only because like it has gotten to like critical mass where people are playing Pokemon Go for thirty. 40 minutes a day on average. Like it has more usage than Twitter. I don't know how to feel about that. So let's just keep moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's interesting. I think what's well, the thing is right now, I think we're going to get, that's a, the question is like, are we, it, you know, Pokemon Go has just been out for a little bit when we're recording this. And the question is like, is it just like a buzz thing, right? Because yeah. Ingress has been around. There's been augmented reality. Augmented reality is not new. In fact, I was listening to a gentleman at Xamarin Evolve 2014 talk about augmented reality yeah. and complex mathematics that was going into <laughs> it. And to me, it blew my mind. Like, I don't even know how to start even programming it. I tried to do cardboard for a little bit, which is VR, obviously. But mm-hmm. I had no idea. Like, it, it, it puzzled me. So yeah, that that was a presentation I gave. If if my memory serves, uh, maybe I'm just hallucinating. I do believe that was you. I believe there were some dragons involved. Yeah. So what happened for me was, I uh, my whole career I've been a 3D programmer. It's actually how I got into programming is uh, creating visualizations and games and that kind of stuff. And I've been programming mobile for a while. And I noticed, hey, there's a camera here. There's a really good GPU. We got location sensors. Why isn't everyone writing augmented reality games at this point? I just thought it was the best idea on the planet, and we should all be writing these things. Uh, they exist. Uh, there are lots of attempts at it. If you search the App Store for augmented reality, they're, they're certainly there, and Unity supports it. But I figured I would introduce it to programmers, and I gave them, as is usually my style, I, I went from zero. I, I wanted to teach all of augmented reality, so I taught the 3D math. I taught how to set it up uh, in Xamarin and on iOS. I don't think I did Android, sorry. But 
I did that presentation, and part of the demo was a game where you run around town and try to find dragons. And Sounds that's because familiar. I didn't own a license to this awesome thing called Pokemon. <laughs> so I thought, dragons, everyone wants a dragon. I think it was uh, Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones is always huge, but I wanted a pet dragon. And so I wrote a game where I could go and find dragons and capture them and keep them. But of course, I never published this thing, but at least I got a presentation out of it. Yeah, uh, pretty awesome. Did you think, uh, have you been excited about augmented reality for as long, or is it really just the Pokemon part? I think it's just the Pokemon part, because I, you know, I I cannot get excited about, I'm a big VR and AR hater, not gonna lie. Um, Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm like totally... Can you explain yourself, sir? Well... The thing is, I just haven't found the oomph, right? Like I put on the HoloLens, I wasn't impressed. No. I put on the HTC Vive, I was impressed. That actually made me a VR believer right. for that. Not an Oculus, I wasn't, I'm not impressed. Like I'm just not, I haven't found that killer application. And I think that's what's interesting about Pokemon Go is that um, the question is, could Pokemon Go without the, 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 AR, the augmented part? Totally, I would totally still play it. It's sounding like it, yeah. But is it totally cooler? Yes. Like, is it cooler? What, yeah, what do totally. the kids think? That, let's go back to the beginning. I'm not a millennial. So what, what do the kids think? Is the AR part cool? That, that's what everyone's talking about. Like that, that's what I think. I think without the AR, it still would be very successful, but it wouldn't have had the buzz. I think because the, the AR, the augmented reality is complementary, right? It's not the game. Hmm, interesting. Um, and I think that that's been my problem is, you know, I was walking around with Pokemon Go and it drained 50% of my battery in 40 minutes because it's an always on the screen. I told you it's using all the hardware on that device. <laughs> it, it's using everything, right? And imagine doing that five years ago, which like that phone would be destroyed, you know, and the sensors were terrible. Um, but I think that we're at a point now that the hardware is getting better and probably on iPhone it's a little bit better. But, you know, you can't just imagine if Pokemon Go was hundred percent augmented all the time that battery would be like nothing sure so, so there are some technical limitations why it could be true too. exactly but i have to completely agree with you that as an outsider i haven't actually played the game what looking at people's pictures just their screenshots of the pokemon that they have found in the real world and where they're hiding they're delightful at least this week they're delightful maybe after a few months they won't be but oh my god i just love seeing where people find these things so i agree with you yeah and it's kind of cool because they're going to add more features to this game they're going to add more battling and all this stuff and if they can make the augmented part complementary, where you don't always have to have your phone out you don't always have to do this stuff like that's the fun part and nintendo's going to be releasing this little uh, wristlet and it's a pokeball and it'll be connected to your phone. And when a Pokemon is close by, you can tap on it and it'll attempt to capture it. And the, they've sold out immediately all over the world, like like $200 and $300 on uh, e- eBay, which is crazy. <laughs> but I almost think that that's bad because now that will take away the augmented reality part, which is really yeah, the highlight. I, at, yeah, at least from an outsider's point of view, I, I concur. Yeah, so the question is, like, how do we create... Like, I don't know, in your mind, how do we create these complementary experiences? If Pokemon, if mobile, if we've been crafting mobile applications for what, seven years now or something like that? I don't know, six, seven Not years around. now? Sure. It, if it took us this long to actually hit critical mass, that complementary augmented reality is like 
mass accepted, right? Because Starbucks had done it for a while. You could scan a Starbucks cup and then little things would come to life. And you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cute. That's mm-hmm. cute in quotes. They had children's books too, right? You have like pop-up books. You can mm-hmm. augment a book, things like that. They're very cute, as you say. They're, they're gimmicks. Let's just say that. But I felt like no one talked about it until now. Yeah, it's tricky. There are social issues, as you said. You're walking around with your camera on, you know, pointed up. And I think that there are some issues around that socially. Uh, People aren't comfortable for obvious reasons being recorded all the time. Even if you're not recording, it still feels like it. And it feels a little awkward. But maybe this is the type of app we need to get over that when we realize we're in a public place that we could be recorded at any time. So I think there are some challenges there. But I do feel like we're climbing a hill of acceptance, and this is definitely a giant push up that hill. Yeah, and I mean, maybe we'll fall down a little bit, but it's a good push. I mean, I feel like in the future, right, a lot of things are going to be augmented. I've envisioned a world where it's like the the RoboCop of the world, right, where you have this... Let's like, go there, James. Let, let, let's go to the future. Tell, oh. tell me. Tell me your augmented reality visions. Well, you know, I always, I always imagine this technology getting so small, so compact that it's almost like a contact lens. Oh that, yeah, that you, you're putting on and you're getting this rich experience. Um, and Pierce, I want that contact lens so much. That's what I want. Like that's what I envisioned 20 years ago as a kid. I was like, oh, this is what technology is going to be. You're going to do this. And it's going to focus in. And I could imagine like uh, Pierce was doing this cognitive cognitive service uh, application where it would be your employee directory, like your contact list. And you'd have a HoloLens on, or in this case, your phone, and you could augment it, essentially, he just took a photo, but the idea was that you would augment it, it would analyze the person's face and then put a little box on top to say who they were and contact information, mm-hmm. kind of like a RoboCop, sure. right? And you're like, oh, yeah. who is this? Yeah, yeah. Type of thing. I'm like, oh, I want that. Like, I want to know where things are close, where things are going, but I want to be in real control of it because I don't want it on all the time, like a Google Glass. It's like it's always up there, right? Like, you don't want mm-hmm. that. I want to be like in control of this experience. Like, I need to get X, like, help me go there. Like, a heads up display. Yeah. You, were, you mentioned the car. I think like BMW or um, someone else had been creating this beautiful heads up display that puts all the navigation like in front of you. I, I'm a big fan of that. All my cars, I love to have a little heads-up display. I usually get cheap cars, so I have a cheap heads-up display, but I love them. I hate looking down. I just want it in my field of view. And I think that applies to a lot of things. You were, uh, I was thinking about an engineering studio is what I want. I want Tony Stark's robot building studio. <laughs> all his augmented reality, I want all of it. I want the interactivity, I want the AI helping you design things, but most of all, I want to be able to to walk into a car garage in my little 600 square foot apartment. I want to walk into a car garage and walk around and maybe work on a car or build an airplane or design a a giant legged robot. I want to be able to do that in my tiny little city apartment. And for that, I want a mixture of augmented reality and virtual reality, stuff like that. Yeah, you want essentially like the schematics to come in, right? And like it is overlaying on top of things in the physical space, which I think would be so cool. Now, I saw this. Did you see the HoloLens promotional video where like they're in a a warehouse and they're planning like what the shop is going to look like. And they're like on a Skype call with like someone from like another country. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was just an artist mock-up. Was that for real stuff? 
Uh, and no, it looks completely fake. Yeah. Okay. But the idea was fantastic. Yeah. So what were they doing? They had a big empty space or was there stuff in it? And they were just moving shelves around or something like that? Yeah, they were moving shelves and stairs. And like, if you were setting up a store for the first time, like, oh, this is where the banner yeah. is going to go. This is where the shop kiosk is going to go in the the register, right? Yeah. Um, but they so were I'm, mov- a, I'm a big nerd. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. They were moving stuff. I'm like, oh, this is like, this is totally cool. But they have this big thing on their head, like a big hollow lens on their head. And the, the thing with the HoloLens, like to me, like it's a great idea. To me, I'm not going to be walking around with a HoloLens, nor am I going to walk into my apartment and start talking on. <laughs> to my family or have a conversation with Heather or with Hold you. Hold on, darling. I have to put my helmet on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Now, if I am away and I want to have a Skype call, like that is a cool mixed augmented reality experience. But I do not want to live in a world where you have to have this thing on your head. That's why the contact lens thing, I think like that's when I'm ready for for augmented all the time reality. I'll agree with you 100%. The human interaction, no way in heck am I wearing a, a motorcycle helmet when I want to talk to people. But at the same time, when it comes time for me to build my little hobby airplane, I'll put the, I'll put the helmet on, no problem. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I would totally do that. And I think that's why I feel okay about Pokemon Go is that I feel okay walking around and pulling it out and doing augmented reality for a few seconds. Like, oh, I can just... And in a park. It's a public place. People are probably taking pictures of whatever art installation it already is. So there's a comfort level already crossed. I did almost get hit by a few cars, but besides that... Oh, God. Is that actually a thing? I've seen that on Twitter. It freaks me out. Are people actually walking into the street? Well... It's got to be just an urban myth joke kind of thing, right? Well, I mean, to me, oh boy, you've seen it. No, no. To me, like what happens is if you are on your phone, walking around, texting, Snapchatting, doing whatever, Mm. you're putting yourself in danger because you're not looking around you. When you're playing Pokemon Go, will hit you. It's a proven fact. If you stand anywhere long enough, a bicyclist will hit you, (laughs) especially in Seattle. (laughs) Uh, And that's the thing is just be aware of your uh, surroundings, right? And and I wasn't even doing the augmented reality part of it because the nice thing with the augmented reality part is you're stopped. You're like, oh, it's around me. I'm looking up. I'm looking around me. The part yeah. that was actually scary is I need to walk how far before I get to the no- next Pokestop, you know, type of thing. So to me, that was like the scarier part of 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 it. But it's, it's the same thing as if anyone's addicted to listening to things on their phones. Yeah. Okay. This one I'm a little more worried about since you said there's an overlay on the Google map and who knows where that overlay will take you. But let's all trust Nintendo. They have our best in, best fortune, best health in mind, right? I think so. I mean, they're making $1.5 million a day. That's pretty that good. That does not mean they care about us. Um, <laughs> that means they care about money. Their stock is up 25%. Pokemon Go, it prints money. Uh, yeah, that's good for them, right? We yeah. all want to see Nintendo succeed. We all love Nintendo, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, the interesting part is that they didn't even develop it. Niantic did, so which was a spinoff from a Google company that did Ingress. Um, now, like uh-huh. Google Google and Nintendo invested $30 million into Niantic. and That's fantastic. So yeah. they were a smaller shop, right? Yeah, built here in, in Washington, in Seattle. Oh wow! We'll have to uh, we'll have to get them at our meetup. Uh, yeah, there's I believe that there is um there's a Niantic office in San Francisco and Seattle, and I was looking at their job listings for fun to see what they're. It's all Unity based, actually. <laughs> for fun, um, yes. Pokemon Go is actually Unity based, um, and uh, they were hiring some Unity developers. I was like, I, I gotta assume if they're hiring developers for Seattle, it's probably where it was was made. Wow, that's fantastic news. So we're running out of time. Is there anything else? Did we not cover anything about the Pokemon Go 
the you want us to get out there? The Pogo. Um, the Pogo. Is that the right hashtag? Hashtag Pogo. I think it's ho- hashtag Pokemon Go, but I like to call it Pogo because it, it it's just a lot very cute. Um, I think well, it, help a newbie out too. Let's let's say I want to try this out this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, do I just head straight to a park and I'll be all uh, set? I mean, help me get going here. No, no, you're going to download the app. You're going to mm-hmm. sign in with a Pokemon Trainer account or with Google. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be Pokestops and Pokemon all around you. You will have to maybe walk a few blocks around your house. Now, some of the, because there's these things are the Pokemon stop, the Pokemon stops are everywhere. Now, once you want to get to, if you go down to water, if you go down there, there's like fishing poles and you can go fishing and you can do some other augmented reality things. From what I've heard, I haven't done it yet, um, but uh, the gyms are. Um, that that's where it's at, huh? I got to get up to a gym. You got to get up to a gym, but you got to be level five. So, like the troll oh. is a gym, the the oh, Fremont goodness. troll, for instance. Okay. Like these Great. bigger places, the actual USPS by my house is a gym. <laughs> um, so, if we have any listeners in Seattle, hopefully, I'll bump into you while yeah. we're uh, out catching some Pokemon. I, I'm I'm pretty addicted to it. I think that it's. I don't know, just like a fun thing to do. Just like I've been geocaching for a long time, which is Pokemon Go without the augmented reality. You're actually finding something in the real world. There's been all these articles about it, um, which is funny because I've been uh, geocaching for like eight years. Uh, and it's and it's quite fun. It's like this overlay on a map. There's things that people hide in the real world and you find them. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I, I've always been intrigued by geocaching. I've done it just only a couple times in my life, but it's always been a great blast. But the thing that jumps out at me is you said you've been doing it for eight years. And I think the question that we all kind of have is, is this Pokemon thing a bubble? I think we already asked this question. And I guess if geocaching can last for eight years, maybe the Pokemon Go can also. Do you think that's possible? Is it a bu- um The thing is that it's an app. I mean, well, see, like geocaching started on the web, has this huge following. A lot of people use the website still. The mobile app helps to get there, but some things are so remote. Mm. Um, The Pokemon Go, I think that for a while, it's going to be there. The nice thing about Pokemon Go is that it's it's an app and a game that anyone can pick up at any time. And you're not reliant on, like, you're never going to be like Call of Duty where a month, Call of Duty comes out a month from now, you might as well not even play it online because you're so low level that it's going to take you forever. You're just going to get killed. Pokemon Go, like, it's very inviting to everyone new. And I think that, like, they nailed that part of it on the head. So um, I think that we will see a very slow trickle. Like, I think that we're going to see this huge boom for a month, two months, and then it's going to slowly trickle because everyone will be sick of it in their newsfeed. And and I think, but I think it'll still continue to be successful. I don't think it's going to be like um, um, the other Nintendo game that I can't even think of anymore because they (laughs) they failed on it. It was like a um, Miitomo Another attempt at it, yeah. Well, from, again, from an outsider and from the nerd, from an observer standpoint, I just can't wait to watch what happens with it. Even if it becomes a complete failure in a month, that'll be an interesting data point to learn. If it becomes part of our culture for the next 10 years, well, that's another interesting data point to learn. But like I said, I've been interested in augmented reality for so long. It's really awesome to see a large implementation of it and a large acceptance of it. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I think that's what's really, same thing. I think that what's really intrigued me about it is now more than ever, if Pogo is a success, 
What hopefully this will spark is more developers trying to integrate augmented reality into their applications, spark some new ideas, see yeah, that Yeah, the you... innovation is what we need too. We, do, we don't need a thousand creatures running around the world. Now, now that people are a little open to the idea, let's push the limits a bit. I already love this virtual dog idea that you just came. Like you have a little dog and it's mapped to your space. I don't know. What <laughs> I you already do? wrote it. He, he's really great. You actually got to feed him from time to time. Right. And he come out, sometimes wanders off and you have to go find him because it's a dog. You to know. the real world Tamagotchi. But then I got I got feedback that it should be a cat. And then I just threw the whole project out because I just questioned everything in my life and didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think that there's going to spawn some amazing ideas. And, and to me, I'm just excited because I've been a Pokemon Nintendo nerd my entire life. And it's cool to just see people talking about it. I mean, people, you know, 30s, 40s, you know, 50, you know, and, and kids, young kids, you know, this is, yeah. it's a, an exciting time to be, in the space, you know, I'm a, t- I'm calling myself a t- cultural. It seems like everyone loves it. So everyone's loving it. And, you know, I, even for me, I, I call myself a 2d programmer because you, you even said you really got into 3d early on. I'm a mm-hmm. 2d programmer and I'm even excited and it's really sparking my interest to maybe download some of that dragon stuff that you did play around with something like that. So I'm excited. Absolutely. So I think we covered this topic pretty well. Do we want to say anything else? I think so. Um, for me, you know, I think that I'm excited. You're excited. I think come play some Pokemon Go with us. Um, you can find me at Twitter at James Montemagno. You can find the show, of course, at Merge Conflict FM on Twitter and MergeConflict.fm. We are now officially on every single podcasting thing that you can think of all over the place. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Last FM. Please leave us some reviews. We would love that. We'd love your feedback. I would love, we've been getting really great feedback on Twitter, um, really good questions. We just love to hear what you think of the show. Um, but like I said, you can find me at James Montemagno. What about you, Frank? You can find me as Frank Kruger, but I go by Preclarum on Twitter, P-R-A-E-C-L-A-R-U-M. And the augmented reality talk that we mentioned before was from Evolve 2014. If you search for Xamarin Evolve 2014, you can find the videos, search for my name. It's a low-level approach to implementing augmented reality, but maybe to be fun to watch. Otherwise, go download some Unity and start doing their augmented reality tutorials. That's all I got. Absolutely. Well, till we catch them all. Till we catch them all. It's been great, James. Thank you very much. All right. See ya.